0: This Watch Out for Fireballs episode is brought to you by Michael Cook. Who so generously donated to our Patreon campaign. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. If you would like to be like Michael, if you want to be like Mike. what you do. Yeah. Go to uh, Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. DuckFeedTV. Be like Mike. Yes. Be like Mike. And get rewards and shit.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireball's Extrasoad, is a retro gaming episode.
0: Yes. And this week we are reading your responses to the first half of Suikoden Two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are quite a few, even mm-hmm. though it's just the, the first half. So we're going to just go ahead and get started. Thank you guys for the responses. Yes.
0: Uh, there are some mm-hmm. that didn't make it in. Don't get discouraged. I Save them for the next episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they you know, are about the game in total or specifically about the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll go ahead and get started here with Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will says, by contact, the series in general. Uh Swiggit two is an example of an amazing sequel that expands upon the best elements of the original in just about every way. My friends and I love the heck out of the first game. The mature violence. Uh my brother beheaded all of the captured generals in his first playthrough. Being a completist, I went for all 108 stars. The castle building, the duels, and the military battles. Even the fact that whether or not some core characters lived or died depended on the player's choice. There was so much to do inside of this unique little game that had the balls to not even translate its Japanese title. <laughs> If the story and pace of the first weekend were more akin to an action movie, its sequel was a Shakespearean tragedy, with all the cliches that come to mind. The 108 stars were more diverse and interesting. The story was also engaging and expansive, and some of the goofiness was left behind. And Luca fucking Blight. He still ranks in the Kefka echelon uh, for his hatred of humanity, and the game shakes things up by not even making him the final boss. The future installments of the series never recaptured what made the game shine, and I should know because I stuck with it. Uh, Suikoden 4 is abject suffering-worthy material. (laughs) Um, But in actuality, JRPGs on the whole have struggled to try to recapture the balance of those late-era PS1 games. The increasing hardware capabilities of consoles mandated that games become grander and wider in scope, but as we have all seen, the recent revival of retro games proves that bigger is not always better. Uh, One final memory. I never knew how to properly pronounce the word Suikoden until I worked at GameStop in the mid 2000s. But finding JRPG nerds to remind me of the horrifying scene when Luca Blight makes that one crawl around on the floor as a pig just to murder her anyway made my embarrassment over pronunciation quickly fade away. Damn, what an amazing and evil psycho and a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I never knew how to pronounce this either until I heard somebody else say it and I
1: was like, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Which is nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't remember how I pronounced it when I was younger. Probably not correctly. I said but... Suikoden. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, so so I wasn't quite sure what he was what he was going for with that final memory. I put it in just to see if we if we if we could get there. I think that maybe the joke was uh like su- Suikoden in suey, which is something that uh people
1: sometimes say pigs say. <laughs> Oh maybe. That's that's like some extra that's that's some A to C logic it seems to me. Like that could be the case. Yeah. I just thought that he meant that um not being able to pronounce the game is not nearly as important as oh, yeah. like the scene. Like that's a trivial concern. True. But maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't know. Well let us know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Through, huh. through the usual
0: channels, such as huh. what IP Freely went through via Facebook. hmm Yeah.
1: I, I like that name by Freely. the way. What's that? Yeah. Uh, this gentleman who pees freely. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't give a shit. Or a yeah, never never pee freely. <laughs> like that's not the kind of freedom that anybody needs or wants. Like for,
0: for liberty.
1: Yeah, restrict uh, my peeing. Please. Yeah, for society's sake. sunpai re- restrict my peeing. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, Apple? Sunpai. <laughs> <laughs> when may I pee? Um... <laughs> I have to go ever so much. there's a t-shirt right there, okay, I'll grab an in index card, but I can't guarantee yeah. I won't just burn it well don't don't turn your back on it and it'll it'll be safe so uh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There we go.
0: It's on an index card. Okay. <laughs> there we are. So uh, IP gives us a uh, gives us a nicely uh, uh, numeralized list here. Saying number one, I love the fact that the game takes the time to demonstrate and accentuate the relationships between between the three main characters. The dialogue actually sounds fairly natural, and what bo- and what brother uh, and like what brothers and sisters who actually grew up together uh, would sound like. Most of the main characters, Victor, Flick, Apple, etc., have unique personalities and are well-characterized. Number two, there's a good amount of humor in the game, which actually isn't cringeworthy. Not a lot of fan service like we see today. Number three, I really like the way the game takes time to develop a story. It looks like a cute little 2D anime game, uh, but the serious political overtones and Game of Thrones-style betrayals actually draw you in. It's a shame the translation is kind of sloppy, with typos and such, but it still remains my number one favorite game of all time, and it's mind-boggling why we don't get the PSP re-release of the, of the first two games.
1: I wonder if part of it is that translation issue. Oh, that
0: would be it would be too much time?
1: Yeah, like, maybe they want to just, like, maybe they're... Well, the one thing, like, when something like this doesn't come out, I wonder if they're planning to do something with it. Yeah. You know, like a remake or something. Um, but maybe they just, you know, hey, this was poorly localized and... Then not embarrassed. That's not the right word, but just yeah. kind of don't think it's representative of the yeah. the best work. So, like, what's kind of like
0: bizarre about this to me is like how these companies don't just look at the secondary market and see like, oh, a new copy of this is going for five hundred dollars. But even like just disc only shit on eBay and Amazon is going for one hundred and twenty. That indicates demand. Right, yeah. like it just seems like it would make good business sense for it to do it and that makes me think that it's like a breath of fire three thing where that got uh, a psp like re-release and remake but it didn't come out because of licensing
1: problems yeah like that could be or or just like they are working on a remake yeah like maybe there's going to be like a shitty ios version with with, with garbage game maker graphics we can fucking, look forward
0: to. fucking don't even <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I'm just like keep putting out games that I want to play, and like it seems like a good way to do it. Uh huh. And I'm just not going to do it because they look like garbage. Like, <sighs> they keep putting out Dragon Quest games, like the weird mid level Dragon Quest I've never played. Yep. I like to play Dragon Quest 5 Uh huh. But, uh, not gonna play it on iOS. I'm mm. spring for the DS version. Yeah. But those were, uh, like full on remakes. Those were like Final Fantasy 4 level, um, you know, retouches, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, they just don't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, Sean Petrie says, via Facebook, I like the small numbers and small party size it represents. The color schemes are familiar, and the lore and characters are well-known. The familial relationships are amusing in all iterations of the game, and the customization of the characters is clear and easy to work with. One of the few games I purchased on release when I was working at EB Games, and still hold it dear to my heart. I intend on making uh, sure my son plays through it now that he's reading English. He started reading French when we started school. Uh, Hashtag, can't let uh, go of Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> this was. This is like can't let goof Paper Mario. Like <laughs> um, I'm taking this very seriously. Yeah. Can't let goof. <laughs> like, what does uh, goof have to do with this? Or cantlet? I don't know. That's not actually a word, but like that's what it looks like here. Can't it's, a can- goof it's a cantlet Mario. Yeah, it's a cantlet goof. Oh, the, the Unicorn Brigade fire yeah. fire attack. Yeah. Punch. Fist. Tooth. Tooth. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There, there are relatively small numbers in this game. Yeah, love that. Great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, yeah. Paper there, Mario is a wonderful game.
0: This is apropos of nothing, but I remember that there was a piece of abject suffering feedback which I didn't put in because we don't do feedback in that uh, in that show. Talking about uh, it, it, was in response to the Yu Gi Oh game. How, Mm -hmm. how we were talking about how ridiculous it is that the smallest order of magnitude they work with is 10,000. Yeah. (laughs) And we laid that all on anime and it was a, it was a fairly elaborate, uh, dissection of, um, how it's based on like Chinese numerals, which deal solely in like stuff of that magnitude. Like it is, it is totally a cultural thing and not like a, we have to make this seem as grand as possible. No. Yeah.
1: Well, shit. Yep. So we are ignorant dummies. Yeah, I don't feel bad about
0: that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Anthony Perez writes in via Facebook. I hadn't played it recently, but I uh, kind of felt like sharing a dumb anecdote from when I was younger. We love those. Um, a Japanese friend of mine had a copy of Suikoden, but it was a JP region one, so everything was in kanji. Neither of us could read it. We managed to stumble our way, uh, all the way through to the second village, somehow. Uh, but we couldn't get any further. We had a rule that was, essentially, always pick the option with ellipsis if available. It's not just an ellipsis. Sorry, this is, yeah, this, this is, is This man- game has the world's longest ellipsis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it, right. it is. So if it was HTML, it would just be ellipsis with 100%. It I just like, spans I like the, the idea. screen.
1: I like the idea of them, uh, each one representing, like, five minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> well, well, it kind of breaks the, the breaks the game that I like, which uh, the video games hot dog guys do. Anytime you see an ellipsis in a JRPG, it just represents a fart. Oh, but this yeah. is a shark. Like, this gets <laughs> yeah. a little... It's like Fable, where you get just a little bit too eager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You think it, you think it's good, but it's... <laughs> nope. Think it, they think it is a uh, Melgear <laughs> gaseous. I just, I want you to go but, but finish it, it you piece of shit. Metal Gear Liquid, liquid Snake. You thought it was, was gaseous snake. Vapor snake. It's not even an vape snake. Yeah. Oh, we've been recording for way too long, Gary. Yeah, we're just talking about poop. Yeah. Don't you hate it when you start? I do. I've never <laughs> done it. It's relatable, guys. Really, really never. Like uh, this is this. Let's save this for the next object suffering, regardless of what game it is. But I, I find that hard to believe. And you're going to be in Portland in October. Let's see what we can't do to make you live a little. <laughs> How break... much can you know about yourself? if You have never really started a shirt <laughs> to, to break like... to break my shirt for new virginity. <laughs> yeah, I have I so much anxiety. For... <laughs> I, I have such poop
0: anxiety that the, at the at the. <laughs> I'm like a deer. I hear a twig snap and I <laughs> run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's probably for the bus, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. So back to Anthony's response. Yeah, yeah. So he always goes for the ellipsis. Uh, we, managed, we managed to do something during the prologue that informed this rule, getting our friend to draw a red X on a rock, which we figured meant, uh, meant something and that it had worked. Several years later, I downloaded several PS ROM, uh, PS1 ROMs when I discovered emulation, and in Two was among them, without me knowing that it was that Japanese game. Imagine my surprise when I learned that by picking the options containing ellipsis, we demonstrated cowardice, abandoned our best friend, and lied, uh, lied out of our asses to everyone we met. That's funny.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Allison Baker, our friend, uh, she says via contact. Suikoden 2 has long been a favorite of mine. When it originally came out, I didn't have the money to buy it, so I rented it from my local video store. Not long after that, the days of the PlayStation 1 were coming to an end, and the rental store was selling off all their PS1 games. And sure enough, I was the first in line to secure their copy of Suikoden 2 for my collection. It only cost me $5. I used the same trick on Chrono Trigger a few years later. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah what's the, what's the most expensive game you own here? Ooh, like nothing anymore. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I sold all of my things that are rarities. Oh yeah. Um, like when I, when I moved out here, so like just, you know, Silent Hill collection, like, <laughs> you know, like 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> The, the oh. most expensive game, like, I've, I used to own or, like, I've ever owned. Like, I've owned a lot of these games when I was younger. Like, I had and 2 Oh, I guess I still have Final Fantasy VII, like, the non-greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes goes for reasonable money. I have all the 32-bit Final Fantasy sevens and non-greatest hits for yeah. Final Fantasies. <laughs> that's, that's a weird
0: Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, I guess those are probably the most expensive. Oh, and I have, um. shit, I do have. I have uh, Lunar Two. Mm. That Lunar Two deluxe remake. Yeah, yeah, and with all the the feelies, like I have that pendant mm-hmm. and stuff.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, I have uh, the the first lunar, uh, the the crazy uh, working designs uh, re release of that
1: the with the unboxing.
0: Uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, with, with the big yeah. box and the and like the hardbound manual.
1: Well, the, um, I was talking about there, there's a, the, I think the first one came with a, a character, like a boxing nun. No, that, was,
0: that was a, uh, so, so that was the, uh, again, or whatever his name is, the, uh, um, the, the main villain of, uh, of, uh, that, that was a GameStop pre-order bonus, which I did oh, at okay. one point own, but I don't anymore. Oh, my, like yeah. my, my brother, uh, used to work at Babbage's, um, the, the same store that I worked at for a good long while. And he just always brought me home all the feely shit. And, uh, I don't know why I didn't hold on to it, but, uh, yeah, yeah I let
1: a couple hundred dollars slip through my fingers. Yeah, that's that kind of shit. Rules. My stuff's not in great condition. Like, I took it yeah. out and had the pendant, and I used to wear it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, there's a good, a good joke. If you ever are, if you, if you have a, a lunar collector's pendant, and uh, and somebody ever does any, like, it's a really funny thing to just bring out at <laughs> opportune times. Like, you want to bet? And like, yes, I do. You know, or you know, pull out this pendant. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think I have the uh, the the first one came with a coin, like silver silver star story. That might be oh, in there. Yeah. It's been a while since I cracked the box.
1: Um. it's been a while <laughs> damn it uh,
0: yeah <laughs> i fall into that trap yeah. every time oh. um i have uh i got a copy of uh at best buy i bought a new copy of dragon quest 7 or dragon warrior 7 oh wow which i still have um still have that um and i perpetually uh have a ps2 copy of rule of rose in my amazon cart oh yeah. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like you have it i know right i just look at it yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. cheap way to collect games. I know, right? It's you uh, know, it's just a little budgeting life hack I I, I stumbled yeah. upon. Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh but yeah, I've got like Final Fantasy Seven and shit. Um Yeah. 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 I used to have more expensive <clears throat> games, but yep but, uh that's a good trick, Allison. I'm mm-hmm. sure that story makes a lot of people upset. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so like but, like we 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 brought this up. I wonder if that's ever a consideration uh on these companies that have the power to re release these really rare games of like we we could do this but what about our fans who, uh, uh, who would, would be like upset to yeah
1: devalue their stuff yeah which is uh, what
0: kind of fan of something doesn't want as many people to play it as possible
1: yeah for yeah. sure the um the closest parallel that i can think to that is um i used to when i was a teen i used to play uh, magic the gathering mm-hmm. and uh, that that is a weird thing for them because they will re-release rare cards mm-hmm. and they will suddenly drop in price because there's a huge secondary market for that and the uh, the tabletop uh, podcast I listen to, they talk about magic every once in a while, and they talk about that being a minor concern of people, mm-hmm. like the people who make the game. Like they do actually think about that, but it's not their overwhelming, yeah. overriding kind of concern. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So Brian writes in via contact saying. For the first several hours of and two, I noticed a lot of poor translation and a feeling of general discomfort that the game seemed to have while telling its story. A few hours later, however, either the localization team got into a groove or I became completely conditioned to the game's linguistic quirks uh, because I am fully immersed in this game's characters, story, and world building. The Japanese feudal politics theme is a breath of fresh air in the JRPG, uh, JRPG genre, uh, which is typically dominated by high fantasy tropes. But the inclusion of a deep and well characterized central cast and interesting tertiary characters is what, uh, is what is pulling me through my first large school, my, my first large scale JRPG since high school, almost 10 years ago. I appreciate the mechanics of the game as well. The use of small numbers and a relatively simplistic equipment and magic system has kept party management, well, manageable, despite a sprawling cast of potential party members. The uncluttered nature of the game mechanics transfers over to the various mini-games as well, including a little grid-based strategy game, a rock-paper-scissors-like dueling game, and a dice-rolling gambling game. By keeping things simple and not reaching too far, Squeakit so manages to pull these off uh, pretty inoffensively. Though I admit to save-stating the hell out of the dice game. Mm. Uh, if there is one thing about the game that's bothered me uh, so far, it's the way that the game tends to railroad you into a long quest for about 10 or so levels of experience without allowing you to change uh, your party members mid, uh, mid-mission. Not saying that bringing dozens of characters at once would be a particular uh, a particularly practical uh, way to go about things, but maybe one and a half to, uh, to two parties worth of characters. Yeah,
1: there's a yeah. part where you definitely get stuck with, with whatever random... <clears throat> dude you happen to have like i think i did the um the white deer in thing and i had uh millie with me and it's just like oh this person can carry healing stuff (laughs) you know and draw attacks
0: it's less of a bummer so like that would be a huge issue and it is in like final fantasy 9 where they shake up your party uh to give you people who might potentially be under leveled but um, yeah i think it's more like a like a matter of like composition right because you can get people back up to speed really quick
1: yeah 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Agreed on points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you just have like a soundboard? <laughs> thank you, blank. <laughs> Agreed on points.
1: But th- th- I'm, I am just sleepy. <laughs> thank you, Brian. I yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's very, yeah. very
0: well written. I la- so. There's a difference between writing for, uh, for for reading and writing for broadcast. I don't expect people to, to 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 you know to know that when they write in. However, like a lot of this, like makes perfect sense when you're reading it aloud. But I tripped over like your nice use of devices like alliteration and such. So I apologize yeah. if I if I brutalized your points.
1: Yeah, we we are uh, we're diminished. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody yeah. also who, who wrote in, if you have things to say, if you're listening to this and you have things to say about the second half of this into, or any of the games we're doing in the future, you can go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact mm-hmm. or join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs yeah. and share those thoughts.
0: It's a hip happen in place. Indeed. Yeah. If you'd like to support us in a more practical way, it is patreon.com slash duckfeed.tv kick us a couple of bucks a month and you get some cool stuff in return. And we are able to do other cool stuff like this live show we have coming up.
1: Indeed. Yeah, and uh yes, you should definitely check that out as well. It's the first week in October. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna start hyping that more and more as uh that approaches. Correction. It is the eighteenth and nineteenth of October. Oh, it got moved. Yeah. Used to be the first week in October. Yep. Fumble. Okay. <laughs> the uh I'll keep that in mind. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, so uh ch-
0: check that out. We are very happy to be per- uh participating in that and we are going to be announcing uh, right around the time this episode comes out actually. Uh, in fact, we might mm-hmm. have just announced it. In fact, let me take a look and see because we can actually <laughs> just say what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, it's not random. Yeah, it's not it's not random here. Nope. Uh it will it will in fact be in a couple of days. In fact, tomorrow if you're listening. Oh yeah. gosh, we're breaking
1: the illusion, Gary. Yep. So yeah. tomorrow, sign up for a Patreon at $5 level, but if you're hearing this, if you haven't, to mm-hmm. participate in our live stream. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, we've been recording for a long time, so you know all the rest of the things to do. Yes, you do. We love you um, for listening,
0: and we really appreciate um, your enthusiasm about the
1: show. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned for some brief deleted scenes. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Baby. <laughs> baby.
0: Okay, so creamed baby. corn implies that they're going to beat him to a pulp. However, I thought that was like a sea bass-esque, like, I'm going to fuck you.
1: Oh, like a squeal. Yeah, yeah. Act yeah. like a pig. Act like a pig. Yeah, that would also work. Yeah. Creamed oh. corn could be any number of things when yeah. your name is corn. None of them good. Yeah. <laughs> Even the actual just food. <laughs> yeah. Pretty disgusting.
0: Fun, fun fact Um, creamed corn is the representation of the evil spirit power in Twin Peaks.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten there yet in my rewatch. Yeah. But that's great. Yeah. That's
0: it's called really Garminbozia. That's real good. Yeah. Has nothing to do with GPS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Man. So I finished the notes earlier than I intended to from the time that I budgeted. Good. I sat down and I was like, oh, you know, I've got like I've got like 40 minutes, so I'm going to I'm going to play Shovel Knight. And I'm um, playing the Propeller Knight stage and it's real good, giving me some Mega Man flashbacks like the entire game does. And I was yeah. thinking just composing notes to myself saying, "Man, Shovel Knight is so great cuz it's like if you just have like a half an hour and you want to sit down and have some fun, you can just play it." And I was like, "Oh god, it's just a video game, isn't it?" Yeah. Like that's yeah. what games are supposed to be.
1: That's <laughs> what yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. It's funny that you bring that up cuz I started um Last of Us yesterday. Yep. Which is kind of not that. Right. That kind of thing. Like, I like it, but mm-hmm. it is, it, it's the exact opposite of, like, I'm just going to sit down and, you know, like, when you sit down, you have no idea what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this could be, like, a long walking and then kind of a semi, like, a challenging, but also maybe, depending on what kind of mood you're in, frustrating stealth thing. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas it's not it's not as consistently, like, oh, this is a bite-sized dose of, like, gamey fun. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. I mean, The Last of Us is broken down into scenes where Shovel Knight is, uh, I think, a little bit more conducively broken yeah. down into into levels that all have kind of like their own satisfying mechanical arcs to them Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah then there's more demarcation between them yeah yeah um i like it so far though oh uh, Blast of us yeah cool yeah i'm not i'm not super far into it i we uh, just recently um the female lead was just left behind pretty recently yeah yeah so i went through the uh the museum and and stuff so yeah. so yep, yep. Uh, it's it's about to get real cool yeah, I, I like it. I like it so far. Yeah, um, I'm bad at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, I, you, I get seen a lot, and I, you know, and I, I, like I don't. It feels like I'm not. Like it doesn't feel unfair, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not a big deal when you get seen. Like I mostly had to fight my way out of most like the encounters because I get seen. And I'm like I don't really want to restart this a bunch of times until I can stealth it yeah um but
0: yeah no. it's it's nice against humans just because the, that that is the opportunity that it gives you it's not yeah you know it's, it's more metal gear than Splinter Cell saw in that way um but uh, man that first scene with the clickers in the school is yeah, a, real, that's really is a real bummer
1: it's very hard i ended up i mean it was kind of cool like when i because i restarted that a thousand times because i kept dying and the um the uh The way I ended up ultimately doing it was pretty cool. Like, you know, I barely Mm -hmm. survived. I was up on a table, like, waiting for guys to climb up one by one and duel me. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, uh, so ultimately I ended up liking it, but it was frustrating at first. But, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's good. I finished with school yesterday, so I'm going to be able to finally sink some time into that. Yeah,
0: baby, 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 baby. Almost all the way through season four of The Wire. Oh, cool. God, that is so good.
1: Yeah, it's it's my favorite season. Yeah. I like the kids. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, especially uh whatever's whatever his name is. Uh yeah. uh WeeBase kid his uh his arc yep. is real satisfying. He's just yeah. now getting like second thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um the kids are great and then the um uh Yeah, um not Marlo. Well, it's been a while since I've seen that so the names yeah, are scooping yeah. me. The uh the the bad kid.
0: He, he, yeah, the 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 new uh Barksdales replacement, Marlo, yeah. Marlo Stanfield. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Marlo. Yeah. Um yeah. His, I like his arc as well.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's crazy because he kind of came up from nothing and, you know, it supports the whole evil you know is better than, you know, what's behind yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, like there's there, there's a constant like back and forth about who my favorite character is at a given time. I know it's dumb to have a favorite, but it's like I'm really digging on Freeman right now because yeah. he's, he's cracking the tombs. Bubbles, yep. I, I like Bubbles' arc in this is really yeah, great. Yeah, Bubbles is great. God, I think consistently Bubbles is is probably like the most affecting character throughout this. I
1: can't wait for you to get to the end of that series because it it is the only long form like TV drama that I think 100% sticks the landing. Yeah. Like, because uh, I mean, I love Breaking Bad. I mean, like, and I love the ending of it, but I also feel like, oh, you know, he got to, you know, I guess spoilers for Breaking Bad, um, he got to die in his own terms. Like, yeah that's kind of frustrating because he's a real shit heel, even though he had like a real last minute redemption kind of thing, but like mm-hmm. that wasn't perfect. It was really great. Like, yeah. I love it, but it was like 99%. It and, uh,
0: yeah. And
1: yeah. then the, the wire does it, does it just amazing. Yeah. So I love the last episode of the wire so much. Great. Um, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so I'm psyched about that. That'll... They were going to do a uh, sixth season of it that focused on the Hispanic community. Oh, wow. In, uh, in Baltimore, but uh, David Simon decided he didn't know enough about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was just like, I, you know, all these other things, like, I could do, you know, because he's written, like, a lot of books. Like, it's a very well-researched show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that comes he's just through. like, I, I mean, yeah.
0: Like, the meticulous yeah. nature of it is probably the most impressive thing about it to me, aside from, like, the characterization
1: yeah, if you ever if you get if you're hungry for more wire after you watch the wire, his first show, Homicide? Um, uh, no no, no um, oh. the, like a media precursor is a show called The Corner. Okay, and it's like a six episode kind of mini on HBO that takes place in Baltimore and deals with with the underclass hmm. and features a lot of the same actors. Okay, um, it's a little bit more like elevated, like the dialogue and everything is a little less realistic and a little bit more dramatic.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but it's still worth watching. Yeah. Like it's not as good. Like mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where the wire, like it really sets up the wire, but yeah. it's not, you know,
0: mm-hmm. comparable. A couple of other people on the writing team have started watching the wire since, uh, since it got, you know, since it went on Amazon prime instant and, uh, like the, 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 breaking bad comparison is, is the one that always comes up and just the, the, it's odd to watch the wire and then like occasionally peek back to what the, what breaking bad is heightened is a great word for it. And that's what we yeah. were kind of like dancing around was like. Yeah the, the, the heightened nature of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a little it's a little bit more yeah. It's yep. a little less grounded. Mm. Um but but there's room for both.
0: Uh, definitely and then <laughs> like
1: if you get once you get to Deadwood, which I'm also excited about you getting to, like that <laughs> yep. is also an excellent show, but it's hyper stylized. Yeah. Like Deadwood is is does not sound like real people talking. Yeah. But uh
0: um, Yeah I'm I'm really excited about that one as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into it, I
1: think. Yeah. And it's shorter too. It's yep. like three seasons and I think three ten episode season so yeah but that show's real good
0: yeah good shows yeah baby baby yeah yeah, baby, yeah. Baby. yeah. no i like I, I appreciate it from a uh for, for like from a theatric like a, a theatricality standpoint as yeah. like the most basic version of like character drama and you know it's just sweaty soap opera but like i don't know people who take it seriously like real seriously it's hard to tell
1: well there's there's like it's just not good enough like in the 80s it was really over the top and interesting Mm -hmm. and now like why would anyone watch modern wrestling over say like luchadors Mm -hmm. you know or something (laughs) like that where it's like that's that kind of melodrama but better interesting yeah Yeah, like just better like there's just better ways to do it Mm you know like it is looking at like a john cena or something like that where he's just like this tough muscle man (laughs) it's just not very interesting like they used to have you know where's the iron cheek yeah, like they used to have these like ridiculous gimmicks. Like,
0: well, I mean, what was it? That was like the '90s, where it was like the New World Order or
1: whatever, right? Yeah,
0: where like it got it got real edgy and extreme.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it never it feels like it never got away from that. Yeah,
0: well, the Iron Sheik is be is busy being a piece of shit on Twitter.
1: Yeah, like an amazing piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, though. like a really really funny piece of shit. Yeah, in his ridiculousness, like I don't follow him, but I get <laughs> you know comedians will retweet him frequently. <laughs> 'Cause he's such a goofball.
0: I told I told you the uh the story about the wrestle DVDs at GameStop, right? Uh please say again in case yes. you have not. Okay. There's a guy uh who came in uh with several duffel bags and garbage bags full of wrestling DVDs uh to <laughs> okay. trade in. This was when we first um accepted uh you know, th- th- it was when we were still accepting DVDs. Uh, see, I say we in the past tense when they were still accepting DVDs, mm-hmm. and um, the scary thing was a lot of them actually had SKUs in the uh, in the system, so like, which we, means you could take them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 could also take ones that weren't represented in the system, but they were just like generic DVD x price or whatever right on. and this guy was just like uh, he wouldn't even tell the story like just kind of like huh so you're getting rid of your collection huh there was just nothing he was just standing there <laughs> <laughs> being real off-putting and like this was a an hour and a half of our life getting this thing rung in he traded in two hundred dollars worth of wrestle dvds and i got the pleasure of over the next several months watching people come in look at the dvd rack get excited and then just over just like a handful of people buying this a handful of dvds at a time one wrestle dvd at a time all these wrestle dvds
1: this was a good shit yeah, oh, it was wait. primo
0: it was like yeah. it was WrestleMania's one through 20 oh. it was it was like you know performer highlights of you know john john dazzle and the and the crumple bunch gang
1: if, um, if i were gonna watch like a wrestling thing i would want to watch like wrestlemania 2 i guess <laughs> over like wrestlemania 20 or yeah. wrestlemania 50 or what have you yeah
0: yeah. yeah, it's like the, the, the DVD tribute to
1: the original Paul Bearer. Yeah, yeah. Paul Bearer is pretty funny. <laughs> like, see, that's the kind of stuff they need is that it needs to just be it's like shitty superheroes and shitty supervillains. Yeah, like that's that's the appeal. Like just kind of like, oh, it's kind of trashy supervillains and superheroes. Like mm-hmm. and instead of fighting and doing cool power stuff, they just kind of like hug each other until one of them stops. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I think my favorite thing to come out of, to come out of uh, wrestling is that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin gif. Oh yeah, where he's staring yeah. sternly at the at the at the camera while the light changes around him.
1: Yeah, which yeah, pretty really That's a pretty good gif. Yeah, yeah, hmm. good gif. Another episode of good gifs. Jabroni. <laughs> yep. Yeah, jabroni's made its way into my daily vocabulary. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's worked its I, way in. I, I, yeah, it's 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 the first step. And after that, and you're like, what what's the story of these jabronis? I need to learn more about these jabronis. <laughs> and then end up like falling deep into wrestling. <laughs>
0: that's that's a that's a wow. great little uh little, little bit on it's always sunny in philadelphia when mac just starts calling people jabronis and charlie is like i love that word but i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh and great mm. bits and gifts yep it's a, another episode of bits and gifts yeah baby
0: baby baby yeah baby 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 yeah baby 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 baby